So today is kind of a special day. Are yeah. you going to stand or are you going to sit? I don't know. I was waiting to see what oh, you did. You, you were waiting for me. All yeah. Right. Oh, cool. Well, this is, this is a heart-to-heart today. Heart-to-heart. Heart-to-heart. i got to turn my thing on here. Fireside chat. Yeah. yeah no yeah. fire. But. So the reason that uh, we keep our notes handy is because if we don't, you'd be here till about 4 o'clock. <laughs> so how many are thankful for notes? Yeah. Yeah. Steve's back there. Uh-huh. I yeah. stick to him once in a while. You do not. No, I don't. You, rum, you ran. The problem with that is I'm the controller. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that, isn't that how it is? Right? Men always have the control. Sure. <laughs> Pat's shaking her head. Uh-uh. Oh, sorry. Rabbit trail. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Ed, don't ever let your wife do that to you again. What is up with that? Have you seen that thing where you can make yourself a blonde, a brunette, or a redhead? Oh, my goodness. I heard it wasn't Ed. <laughs> Somebody got a hold of his picture. <laughs> Brittany. Wow. <laughs> okay. Brother, I'm glad you're a man. That's all I can say. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, enough said. <laughs> so today we wanted to share a little bit from our hearts. Uh, how many believe that the Holy Spirit is here? Amen. Amen. And I believe that he's guiding us, giving us the direction of where this church needs to go next. And I, the title of it is Divine Direction. Listen, if God's not behind this, then we might as well go home. Is that Amen. not true? If God's not behind this, we might as well go home. So if he's not involved in everything that's taking place here, then we're in the wrong business. And I believe we're in his business, so I think we're in the right place, just to add to that. To start, we just wanted to share today uh, what it means to be part of the church family. Every person in this room, I'm telling you this, we love you guys. We love you. You're the church. We love you. And sometimes you might think, well, they don't love me very much. You see the look that pastor gave me this morning? Hey, don't judge it by my look, <laughs> nor should you judge it by hers. Because honestly, sometimes we, we have this look that's not uh -oh. very inviting. <laughs> Why, don't look at me. Look out there. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, okay. you're like a mirror to me, really. You remind me I'm of me. I'm not that cranky in the morning. No, you're not. <laughs> but you have your moments when you can be. I do. But as, as we obey the Lord and as we steer this church in the direction he wants us to take, it's our primary goal that everyone has a healthy relationship with Jesus, right? And through you, through the people of the hope, others are going to be drawn to him. Others are going to be led to the cross where they too can repent and welcome Thank in Jesus. the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, to take over their lives like we did. So you might ask, how do we do that? And that's a great question. And we've had a lot of prayer this morning, but would you bow your heads one more time as we invite the Lord to speak through us today? Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here today, and, and those that are missing, I pray they'd listen to the uh, podcast, Lord. We just ask that you would open up hearts today to receive from you. We've already been praying that, but Lord, we just say it out loud. Where two or more agree on anything, let it be so. And, and Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here that's wondering about this church, should I be coming here or not, I pray you would cement that today, yes. that they would know that they're in the right place, that this is 
This is a divine calling, Lord, that you've put on them. And uh, Lord, that you would again just use this message as you speak through us to minister to your people. And I like to say this at the end, even if we don't say it. Lord, I pray everybody here will hear something from you. And I'm always amazed when people come to me afterwards and say, oh, I loved when you said such and such, and I'm thinking in my head, I never said such and such. That's God. That's you, Lord. And we just pray, have your way here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'd like to start by answering some questions that have been posed to us, have come through different channels. The first one, what does the future hold for the hope? Do you ever think about that? Where are we going? What's the vision of the church? How are we going to carry it out? And, and third, how can we communicate more effectively? And we're going to try to touch on those things today. So. That's right. You know, it says in Matthew 5, 13 through 14, we are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. If we're an influence properly, if we're doing what we're supposed to, then people will change. Our culture will change. Politics will change. The economy, economy will change. Economy. Economy. And everything around you will change. Why? Because God loves us. And our influence brings blessings, amen? The strategy of the hope is to mobilize an army for Jesus. And that means I love that each one of you, if you are a member or a regular attender of the hope, is a part of this army. Can I say this? Poke your neighbor and say, you're in the Lord's army. Amen. All right. So as God carriers, we help influence our homes, neighborhoods, schools, and marketplaces. Yep. Our purpose is simple. We are to take our godly influence into the world, to let our light shine in a loving and caring way, and to help lead people to Jesus. You know, we have to show the unchurched what we're all about, that there's a better way to life, God's way, and by following that way... Well, if they want to know, can't they just come to church? It's more than just church, it's a relationship, and it's up to each and every one of us to share what we're doing in our life, so they're going to want what you have. Right now, the world's just whirling, in my opinion, and that's okay. I mean, what we can do in our church family is what's going to bring a peace, mm, and when I you like that. take that outside these doors and share that with people that have no hope, that are, are going, what's this world coming to? They're going to want more what you have. So the test is, if people watch you, you will, will they see your life as being better? And I love that. You know, again, we are the light of the world. You and me, all of us. You need to believe that. Because if you don't, then you're not going to care what you look like out there. The problem is, when people watch you, it's going to decide whether they want more or less of what you have. And that's going to be an indictment against some of us when we stand before the judge. Amen? So let's be on the right side of the law. Let's be the righteous people we're called to be. Let's get out there and be the salt. You ever have anything really bland? Some of you guys on heart medicine are, yeah, every night. Ugh. But you get that pink Himalayan salt out. <laughs> Man, that makes anything taste good, right? <laughs> the same is true with you and me. When we get out there and we salt the people around us, I'm telling you, 
they're going to taste better too, in, in a spiritual sense, right? So let's get out there and do what we're called to do. Amen. And be yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't talk in the these and the thous. <laughs> be yourself. Let them see what Jesus is doing in your life. Amen. So as we all do our part, and, and we wanted to talk about one-year, five-year, and ten-year goals, as we all do our part, our goal over the next year is this. We want to see an increase in the number of people who are coming to the Hope. We just moved all the kids down there. Well, we haven't done it officially, but the junior hires are out of here at 1030. <laughs> They're downstairs. The, the young people are going to be down there. And look around. Look at the seats that are empty. All right? What does that mean? We have room to grow. So we're counting on you folks to help us with that increase. It starts Sunday morning. This, you know, this is where we invest most of our time and our resources. The Sunday morning service. It makes sense, right? But it really is. This is where Pastor Roger spends most of his week getting ready for this service. And, and I believe we have one of the best worship services in northern Michigan. Amen. And, and that's, that's followed by, hopefully, preaching of the word. Which I think we have the most awesome pastor in the world, and he's so good looking. Hey, I did, did want to just comment on how we're matching sort of today. Yeah, we did the flannel thing. And if, if you get around me and I smell like I've been in the fire, it's my, uh, my Dr. Martin boots because I was burning last night and, and it, I, can, I can smell it still. Sorry. <laughs> I smell like I've been in the fire. It, hopefully that's a, maybe that's prophetic. You know? not, not the hell side. Rabbit trail. <laughs> being in the spirit. Tongues of fire. So, the end of the service Again, this is where we focus most of our energy. The end of the service is where the miracles happen. That's where people's hearts are changed. Lives are changed. Listen, when, when we met Jesus, we were changed. We took it home. Our marriage was better. Our finances were better. Our kids were better. Because we allowed the Holy Spirit to change us in the services that we were going to. So when we get to the end of the service, unless you absolutely can't hold it and you're going to wet yourself right where you're at, stay in your seat until that part's done, would you? Because if you bug the person next to you, then they might be on the, the edge of eternity to say yes to Jesus, and then you get up and you leave, and it distracts them long enough to go, ah, that's not for me. Instead, pray with us that God would move in that last few minutes. That he would challenge some of you, and, and maybe it's you yourself that needs the change. But whatever, work with us here, amen? So you're all getting up now and leaving, I guess. <laughs> so over the next year, we're aiming for an average of 300 in our service. Yay. And as I've already said, we've already got, we've seen our junior high grow, we've seen our uh, children's ministry grow. Now it's time for the adult side to grow. Amen? And I believe that this is going to come about by this, with your help, when you invite, invite, invite. Amen. 97%, and I'm not making that number up, 97% of the people that come to church came because somebody invited them. 
Awesome. Welcome. <laughs> wow. So just know this. God Amen. is in the business of people. He wants every person to know the truth, the truth that sets them free, as Pastor Roger said. All right? Jesus came to set the captives free. But unless they're in an environment like this, they're not going to hear it. Unless you're telling them out there, which is all right. You go ahead and do that. But the church is a place where people's lives are changed, and we need your help to get this place packed to the gills. Listen, we're coming to the end, right? How many believe that? If you're watching the news, you got to believe that the prophecies are coming to pass, that the end is near. I'm not saying he's coming tomorrow, but he could. All right? We don't know the, the time or the hour, but God knows, and I believe it's soon. So we need to invite, invite, invite. Amen. So that's the first year. What's our goal for the next five years? This is good. Obviously, our five-year plan is to continue an influence in our, our community. You know, we want to challenge you to get out in the community and do something. Be on the school board. Get in the marketplace. Um, run for an office. Really? Volunteer at the schools. Do something to get out into the community to draw others to Jesus. You know, pray for promotions where you're at work. Does that work? Absolutely. Yes. Did you pray for your promotion? Can I ask? He did. I'm calling him out again. He's, <laughs> you know, all the years that we were in the workforce outside of church, God just kept giving the increase. It didn't mm-hmm. matter what we did, we kept getting promoted up the, the ladder. God wants to promote you. So give him some room to move in that area. I know my devotion this morning was, even if it doesn't look good, if it looks like your, your company or where you work is just cr- crumbling, maybe they have a hiring freeze or a price freeze or whatever, don't believe it. Put your eyes on God and let him be your person that's going to promote you, increase your finances, because God will do it. He's done it so many times. So be looking at that. Also in our five-year plan, we really want to have more of a heart for missions. It is our heartbeat, and we're going to put feet to that heartbeat. Well, we want to be more missionally minded, and we are now developing a missions team that will be able to start meeting and start planning and start looking and praying even more than what we've done. Um, we plan to increase our monthly support so we can add more missionaries. You know, it's hard for me when a missionary comes to speak and it's not that I don't want to give them money or I don't. The part is, is every time one comes in, they pull at my heartstrings and I want to support everybody. So Anybody if they, else like that? So if they just don't come, like, then I, I won't have that feeling. That's my thought process, and it's not a good one, but I have to ask for forgiveness with that. But there are so many good people that want to get on the mission field, and yeah. I can't wait to see what God's going to do with them. And also, on the other hand is, We want to give you the opportunity to go on a missions trip, whether it's in the United States, locally, or foreign. Be ready. Get that passport ready if you don't have one. Can I I ask, though? How many here have ever been on a short-term mission trip? How many haven't? Maybe it'd be easier. Wow, look at them all. Wow. Start, start praying for God to give you that money to set aside to go on a missions exactly. trip because your life is never the chain, it will never be the same when you go on a missions trip. I've been on three and every They're single awesome. one. One was to Alaska, the other two were to South America, and I'm telling you, it yeah. changed my life. And she's been on two? Yes. And 
Yeah. Two. Yes. And her life was changed as a result. So we'll have a lot more. Keep your eyes open for the opportunities coming up. And if you want to be part of that missions team or you're feeling called that, see us afterwards so we can talk with we you. We got some of your names yeah, and we numbers. Yeah, we do. We do. We're getting there. So what are our goals for the next 10 years? Is this feeding you at all? I mean, are you... Are we okay? I'm sure they're going to say no. <laughs> well, they could and just get up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> we're hoping that as we continue to see good growth here, that we're going to be able to plant another Hope Church somewhere in northern Michigan. And, and believe it or not, there are some places that need a church, a good church. Uh, I have a couple of places in mind, but that's, of course, up to the Lord, and we'll get there. We're also taking action to see our mortgage to dissolve. End, to yes. dissolve it, yeah, to Woo! pay it off. We're going to do it. And, and just to add here, we are so proud of all of you for supporting our uh, debt reduction when we paid off the loan this last month to the Michigan District of the Assemblies of God. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you to all of you who are a part of that. And on November 4th, we're going to have a little celebration here uh, just to, to, just to, give him the praise to give him the glory Amen. for being so out of debt and no. now you know what that means it means no longer are we going to be district supervised because the only thing holding us back was that loan but now we're going to become general counsel autonomous yep. and uh, that's exciting Amen. news the important part is november 4th after service yeah. bring cookies and snacks oh i forgot you didn't have that part in the notes yeah that's the important part we're just we want to celebrate together so just bring in your favorite recipe and this was miss peggy's idea so Where is she? She must be counting. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we want to celebrate after service. We want to say thank you, and we want to just hoop it and, up because it's important. And just to add here, because I know some of you go south this time of the year or soon, God bless you. Thank you for being here this summer, this fall. Uh, and I know many of you who are snowbirds, you helped bring that debt reduction down. Thank you. God bless you. You won't be here for that probably uh, unless the Lord keeps you here for some reason. But we just want you to know you're a big part of this, and uh, to each of you who are heading south, uh, we just pray God would go with you and, and kind of envious of that. But, uh, anyway, this is where we're... Snow's coming, Christmas. Uh, 11 more Fridays to Christmas. What day did I call you when it was snowing? Friday. Friday. Do you see, do you see that white yes. stuff? Yes. Christmas I thought my vision high. was blurring, but it, you know, it was snow. Oh. What's the vision of our church? How many have ever asked that question? <laughs> we have always held to love God, love people, love to serve. And this follows three main scripture references or addresses as we like to call them. Uh, the first one is in Mark 12, 29 to 31. The most important commandment Jesus said is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with, say that with me, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And then the second is equally important. Say this with me. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandments are greater than these. So that's that first one and second one pretty much summed up. John 13 and 34 through 35 says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And then Mark 10, 43 through 45 said, 
Not so with you. Instead, whatever wants to become greater among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Jesus, in this passage, just before he said this part, he, he was actually speaking about the worldly leaders and how they ruled over people with an iron fist. That's not how the kingdom rulers need to be. We need to love people into the kingdom, not force them in, not, not whip them in. That never works, all right? Love them into the kingdom, and that's why we need to be servants of the people. So the next part of this is the mission statement. And this last couple of years, I've really struggled with this, but about three years ago, I asked the Lord, I said, I just want to know, what, what are we here for, Lord? What's our niche? And how many have heard from the Lord before? Well, I have this itch right back here. Can, ah, there, see? That was my itch. How many have heard from the Lord before? All right. Many of your hands go up. Some of you, you didn't raise your hand. I don't know what that means, if, if you just didn't. or you, Yeah, you didn't raise your hand? Ay, ay, ay. So... I thought I, I really felt like I heard from the Lord. And he said this, he said, listen, Norm, what Mount Hope does well is your church, your people, invite me in. Invite the Holy Spirit into your services. And there are very few churches today that do that. And it struck me, that's our niche. God is our niche, the Holy Spirit. You know, we're supposed to be Pentecostal, all the Bible, A.G., all the Bible. Not just the, the parts and the pieces that, that we like that are easy to understand and get along with. And when I realized that, it was like, all right, we've got to give God room to move. And I believe that we're on a new path. There, there's something coming that we've not seen here before. There's a new spirit moving, and obviously God never changes. But what I'm talking about, the level that he's going to release into this body is going to be new and fresh. He is never mundane. He is never boring, and we're going to give him room to move in this church. So be ready. Pray with us that we all uh, end up in this place. So here's the cool part. This summer, we were down in Florida. We were trying to get her mom's house on the market. And as we were, I was, I was praying one morning, and it was all of a sudden, this, this came to me, and I just wanted to share it. I'll put it up behind me. This is our mission statement. We are his church. Would you read this with me? We are his, his church, church, and we, we will, will not be lukewarm. We are on fire with, with a passion for the Holy Spirit, Spirit and, and that, that fire drives us to share the good news of Jesus Christ with, with the, the world. world. That's our mission statement. Maybe it's why my boots smell like smoke. Because <laughs> we're on fire, people. We're on fire for Jesus. And the world needs to see that. They need what we have. And we can't hold it anymore. Think about this. Don't be lukewarm. When Jesus spoke to the church in Laodicea, in Revelation 3, this is actually 16 through uh, 19 that I'm going to read, but I want you to focus on this first part. Since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's the New Living Testament. 
I will spit you. How many want to be spit out of Jesus' mouth? We will not be lukewarm. That's going to be our, you're going to hear this challenge a lot. Jesus went on to say, you say, the church, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. That's quite an indictment. We think we got it all, but we've got nothing without him. Amen. Unless a fire is on and burning in you, you got nothing, folks. So I advise you, Jesus said, buy gold from me. Gold that's been purified by the fire. There's that fire again. Then you'll be rich. Also, buy white garments from me so you'll not be shamed by your nakedness. And ointment for your eyes so you'll be able to see. And then I love this last part in verse 19. He said, I correct and discipline everyone I love. If God loves you, he's going to discipline you. If you're lukewarm, he's saying, come on to the hot side. Start burning with a passion for me. And he ends it with, so be diligent and turn from your indifference. The NIV said, be earnest and repent. Amen. If you're lukewarm, you need to repent. You need to start following him with all that you've got. And then watch and see what God does in your life. Amen. Well, another question we've been asked of us lately is, how can we better communicate? That is a huge one. And you know, we're working hard on communicating, but we still need to improve. Um, in any organization or church, usually communication comes from the top and usually goes down. That's a trickle-down effect. Not the other way. It doesn't usually... You ever tried to push water up? Uh-uh. It doesn't go up very well. No? Hmm. It comes down a lot easier. It does come down easier. Just saying. Okay. Well, as lead pastors at The Hope, we want you to know we're trying... You know, I know it's probably an area where it's been hard. And the one thing I've got to say is, if we have a lot... Well, how can you communicate better? Well... <laughs> How about you communicate too? <laughs> so it's a two-way street in a way sometimes. No. Yeah. You want them to communicate I do, with us? I do. So we're trying to set up a new way of doing things. We do have a board. And the board, we meet with our board once a month. But our department leaders were supposed to be meeting quarterly. And we really need to start making that a priority. Because I see how important it is for us to pour into you, the department leaders to pour into us. And... There are several different ministries where there's department leaders, like children's, nursery, guest services, ushers, greeters, maintenance. There's many more. But we all need to start communicating and getting the information out to you guys. Right. Oh, that's me again? Mm hmm So one other thing, as part of this church family, it's important that you all get involved. If you're not a part of this, this church, we all have excuses, right? Reasons that we aren't involved. There goes one. He's not leaving because he's not involved. <laughs> Making coffee. So listen, we need your help with this. And the more you're involved, the better communicated you're going to be with us and us with you. You're going to be in the know. The other thing that's important is as you become a part of this church, 
you're going to be stronger. You're going to have brothers and sisters in the Lord who are going to know what you're going through. When you have a prayer request, they're going to know it. They're going to be praying for you personally because they know who you are. And finally, last but, but not least, you're going to be held accountable. And this is the part that scares some of us. Well, I don't know if I want to be accountable. Let me just get you thinking a little bit. Do you want to be held accountable here on this side of heaven? On this side of eternity? Or do you want to be held accountable when you're standing before Jesus at the great white throne judgment? Are you hearing me? I'd say it's going to be a lot better for you if you do it here. All right? That's what the church is all about. Jesus spent three years investing in his disciples for what? So they could continue to build the church. Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church is important, capital C. The small local church is important, little c. You are important as part of the church, so get involved. One of the things that uh, we saw a lot when we were in Lansing, and how many know we used to attend Lansing Mount Hope Church, and we were actually on staff there for eight years. As w during the time we were there, that church grew to about five or 6,000 people. What we saw were a couple thousand people who came and went every week, and they could do this in a big church because people didn't hold them accountable. They would come and they would go. They would come and they would go. They never did anything in the church except listen to the sermon, join the praise and worship, then they'd go back to their lives until the next week. What we're saying to you is don't be like that. This church isn't big enough to be like that. Maybe someday it will be, and I hope even then our majority is going to be involved. But we're, we're asking you, join hands with us, partner with us. Let's make the hope the best church that it can be, and that's only going to happen if we're all apart. Amen? Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. You know, Pastor Norm and I can't be everywhere at once. What? Yeah, I know. It's, it's true. It's true. So because of that, we rely on two things. Number one, the Holy Spirit's leading. I like that part. And number two, we're counting on you. Amen. We you, notice I did that in capital. No. Y-O-U. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. You know, this just happened this week. I was thinking about somebody that I hadn't seen in quite a while, and I started praying for her, and I thought, man, I need to get a hold of this person. And the next morning, Peggy texted me, and her and Sandy were going over to see this lady. I went, wow, that is so cool. She was just put on my heart, and you're taking that. That's the kind of thing we, God's going to put people on your heart. And I love what uh, J.P. Dorsey does. Whenever somebody, whenever the Lord brings somebody up in his mind, he automatically goes to his phone and texts that person. So thinking about you, praying for you. That's why he wrote me. But that's important, that we are lifting others up more than anything else, is that you're becoming a part of this church family and realizing God's going to put people on your heart for you to minister to, not just us, because we can't be everywhere at once. I know God has put a burden on us for this church family, but we need all of you for God to move here. So just because 
we don't come and sit with you at the hospital doesn't mean we don't care. We try to make everyone that God puts on our heart, you know, we, we need to go see these people, we need to be with them. We do try to do that, but sometimes physically, we just can't be there. We just can't, but let, let me, let, I just want to let you know we are praying for you. Could I just say, for example, the guy that does our PowerPoints, he's in the hospital this weekend. He's in Grand Rapids at Butterworth Hospital, Bob Wright. And, and can we pray for him right now? Amen. Lord, we just thank you again Jesus. for Bob and all yes. that he means to this church. Just and Lord, we just ask heart. you right now that he, as, as we said in the uh, uh, prayer request, Lord, the internal pressures of his heart need to come down. And I know the doctors are trying to use medicine to do that. But Lord, you we pray that you would physically you, bring healing to his heart, Lord, and just touch him right where he's at. Give him Jesus' heart. Lord, uh, we plead the blood over him by your stripes, Lord. We believe he is healed, and we just thank you for what you're doing in Bob and in Janice's life. Let your peace that passes all understanding you, rest Lord. upon them and with them today. Again, we pray this in your name. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I knew we were going to be speaking about the different levels and different leadership and, and what we're taught, this kind of heart-to-heart. -heart. And as I was praying... The Lord showed me Exodus 18 of all places. And I thought, okay. So I read it. You know, again, in this passage, Moses is leading the people, the Israelites, to the promised land. And there were so many of them. Norm's got down here one million plus. And Moses... That's probably just the men. But. Moses was the guy. He was the problem solver. And he listened from early morning to late at night solving their issues as they lined up. And it actually said there was a crowd of people around them and they listened as he solved each case. I can't imagine that. I just try to picture that. So reading this, it also says that his father-in-law, Jethro, that Moses had sent his family back to the father-in-law. And in my mind, this is not scriptural. I think Moses would think, man, i got to get my family out of here because I don't have enough time for them. i got to meet the needs of these people. And I think Jethro kind of got the wind of that and said, I'm not having this anymore. I'm taking his wife and kids Amen. back to him. And he came in, and he, he encouraged Moses. He didn't come in telling him what to do. But he came in and he shared with him, encouraged him, and even had a celebration with him. And they had communion or they, a celebration service. And Jethro realized that Moses wasn't going to make it much longer if he didn't change something. So let's read it in Exodus 18. And this is what Jethro is saying. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. But select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes. But have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to, do, to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. 
I like that last part. Amen. Everybody goes home goes in peace. Home in peace. What I thought was so interesting, and the spin on this for me was, what hit me was, there was a crowd of people watching Moses doing this day in and day out, and they didn't have a light bulb moment to go, hey, we should help. And that's sort of like the church. Sometimes I think when you're part of a church family congregation, you're sitting there thinking, we've got it all together, we've got people in place, we don't need anything else. Until someone comes to you and says, we need you. That's when your thought process has to change. What, to me, the Lord was showing, here's church. Here's how God got it going. We need all of you as leaders. We need all of you to be part of this team of people that's going to draw more people in. And if we're not doing that, somebody's going to get worn out and tired. And our leaders don't need to be worn out and tired when we're all stepping up. But you know what? It even took the Israelites, somebody to come up to them and say, hey, get involved. So I want you to turn around to somebody next to you, look them in the eye, and ask them, what's your niche here at church? Where do you need to get involved? And help them find the right people to get them signed up. And don't dismiss it. Because if you walk away, we're not going to have the leaders to be able to pour into this church to make it grow. Amen? You know, again, I loved being part of Mount Hope Lansing when we were there. Even before we were on staff, when we were just we're learning about God, we, we got saved. We went to every class that we could get to, and it was so cool. I'll never forget this. One night... We're sitting around eating dog and suds, humdinger, french fries, and a milkshake. They don't know what that is. I just told them, humdinger, hamburger, french fries, and a milkshake, the best in the world. And I get a phone call. It's like 7 o'clock at night, and it's Pastor Dave. Now, this was before they were, I think we were about an attendance of about three or 400 at this point. And he goes, Barb, how would you like to be part of a care ministry? I was like, Yes! I hung up the phone and immediately drove to church. He says, what do you want me to do? Seriously, he could smell the onions on my breath. <laughs> That's how we should all be. God, what do you want us to do? Take a breath, mint, though, before you come to us. <laughs> I don't care if you're coming. The excitement. That's what we want to see. We want you to have something that God has poured into your heart and that you want to be a part of. And it was amazing. You know, I always said... Every person that was part of Mount Hope Church in Lansing were many pastors. We, didn't, we thought every church was like this. And when we went away to school and we realized what we were learning in class is what we learned in church, just as being part of the congregation, we'd already had it. He, he had poured into us. And that's important. We want each and every one of you to be many pastors so when you go out there, you're ready to get people into the kingdom. Amen? Amen. So Jethro's advice can be applied to the church, and that is delegate. And we want to do that with you. That means we trust you. We wouldn't ask you to do this stuff. And there are some things that obviously we need to continue to do, but there are certain things that we can turn over to you. How many can pray? Come on. <laughs> they don't want to lift their hands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How many could, when you hear about a saint in the hospital, 
and you're driving by OMH, you could step in there. Or if you're in Petoskey already and somebody's at NMH, you could pull in there. And you could go in and you could say, hey, I want the room number to so-and-so. And you could go in and you could pray for somebody that's a part of this church. I'm telling you right now, every time that happens, and I've never seen this go the other way, every time one of our saints has gone into the hospital and prayed with somebody, I come in a little bit later and they're like, well, that was so nice that Sister So-and-So came in and prayed with me today. It just made their day. Why? Because they see that their church loves them. We're not the church. We're a part of the church, but we're not the church. Mm-hmm. This is the church. Amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you. All right, where am I? We're almost done. <laughs> One final note. Sometimes we don't come to pray with you because we don't know you're there. Get this part. <laughs> as much as I've tried, <laughs> we don't read minds. We don't. I've tried it. Now, sometimes the Lord will put somebody on my heart, and then I know, okay, you know, I need to check on somebody. But listen, we need to know from you if you go in the hospital. Have a family member call the church. I'm extension one. You call 732-42, the main church number. You call that number. I'm one. As soon as you hear the, the voicemail thing come on. I took that out of the notes. <laughs> it's like, they know, just call the phone number and leave a message. Hey, I'm trying to shorten this process. I'm one. Everybody say Pastor Norm's one. I'm two. She's two. Everybody say Pastor Norm's two. And then, yeah. Pastor Rogers, three, Tony's four, and our bookkeeping ministry here is five. So it's so easy. And if we're here, we'll answer it. But if we don't, leave a message. Tell us where you're at. Tell us what's going on, and we will be sure to get back with you. But if we don't know where you're at, if we don't know you're going through something, how do we know? Right? Got it? Easy? All right. Is that it? Right. Or you can... Get on the website, gaylordchurch.com. There's a little button that says prayer. You can put your prayer request there and hit send, and it sends it to our prayer team. So we've covered the bases. We want to know what's going on in your life, and we will do everything we can to be able to minister to you. Amen. Amen. So in closing. So, you know, we just want you to know we really do love everyone. I mean, we are praying for you and we believe that God's got something special for this church and as we all pull together and as we all step forward and I know there's some of you out there today saying I there's nothing I I don't want to do get that out of your head and step forward get that out of your head and get involved whether it's ushering or greeting or helping in the nursery or children's we need each and every one of you to step up and be a part amen and just know that if you do decide you want to help in one of the areas where the children are involved we do run a criminal records background check on you just for the safety of everybody so so let's just stand together we'd like to pray you know it takes everybody to get it right amen and even if we mess up and screw up it that's okay we take a step and keep going and i believe god wants to touch you in a mighty way this morning You know, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? Don't you want to work towards the time when God looks at you and says, 
Well done, my faithful servant. Amen. Lord, we just lift this church family up to you. I thank you and praise you for each and every one. Even the stinkers, Father God, we just pray for them. We pray that as they go out today, you just keep putting in their heart what they need to do, where they need to be, even if they feel like they can't do it. Because with you, they can do anything. They can do all things through Christ. And Father God, we just lift it up to you today and we ask you just to touch in a mighty way. We give you the service and we give you this church family. Do with it what you'd like us to do. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. bless you. Make sure and get with those leaders. Don't leave here without getting somewhere and doing something. Amen? You look like you got something else you want to say. No, I just I always wait at the end just to make sure that the Lord isn't trying to say something besides what we've already said. Amen. Yeah, I really feel like just a blessing and you've already prayed one, but is it okay? Father God, thank you for your presence here today. I just feel like in my spirit, Lord, you are here so strong right now. Hallelujah. And you would say to this people, you are mine. I adore you. I cherish you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. And what these under-shepherds have shared today is my heart. And I want you to know that you are mine and I'm going to meet your every need. I'm going to take care of you. You may think you're in this alone, but you're not. My blessings are your blessings. My promises are your promises. Everything is yes and amen in Christ. Today, I want you to receive this. Receive this and go with the blessing of, of God. Go with my blessing. Receive it today. Receive it. There's somebody here that's been hurt. You've been hurt so deep that you can't love other people. You've tried. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to you, if that's you, put you, put your hands up in the air. If that's you, receive the healing of God right now in the name of Jesus. Let his presence infiltrate that, that deepest wound. He's bringing the balm of Gilead to you right now in Jesus' name. Receive it. Receive it. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Lord, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor today. There's not a thing that takes place in this church that's good without you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and, and, and for trusting us enough to share what you've given us with those who need it most. Now, as we go out of here today, keep us safe in our coming and in our going. Lord, help us to be stronger as a family, to love each other, to care for each other, to pray for each other. Lord, grow this church as only you can. Again, we conclude this service in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right, I think we're done. God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus.